Hello, Marketeers. Welcome to another episode of AEC Marketeer Podcast, exploring AEC marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Keelan Cox, and I'll be exploring marketing trends and answering your most pressing questions to help you thrive as an AEC Marketeer. Hello, Marketeers, and welcome to this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer Podcast. Today, I have on Chris Austin of Maven's Notebook to talk about the unique platform that she created through Maven's Notebook. I hope you enjoy. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Today, I have on Chris Austin of Maven's Notebook. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Keelan. How are you doing? Doing well. So for those of our listeners who don't know who you are, could you give a brief intro of yourself? Okay. My name is Chris Austin, but I'm better known on the internet as Maven. And I published actually three websites on California water. My main flagship website is called Maven's Notebook. And then I have two other websites. One is the California Water Library. And the other one is the Groundwater Exchange, which has a collection of resources to support implementation of groundwater management in California. My main website is Maven's Notebook, and Maven's Notebook follows California water news and information. I do an aggregation of water stories from around the state. But I'm much more than just an aggregator. I also cover meetings and conferences and the kind of thing that you don't get in the regular newspapers. Sacramento Bee doesn't write about the same things I write about. So, (laughs) Before we jump into Maven's Notebook, I'm curious how you got into this industry and what your story is. Okay, well... I was a career woman who retired. I actually worked in Hollywood in audio production. I managed a post-production studio for the latter half of the 1990s. And I had retired to have my two kids. I was hoping to go back into production, but it just didn't work out there. So I had my two kids and I was sitting here at home and I needed something to do. It's hard to be a career woman and then just go to, you know, peanut butter sandwiches and, you know, what words start with W. So I needed something to really engage my brain. So I started writing for a citizen journalism website in town. This is back in 2007 and blogs were brand new and they were just sort of filled with things like Uh, silly cat videos and your dinner recipes and nobody used their real name. So that's when I adopted Maven. And so I wrote for a citizen journalism website and I wrote a story on water, where my community's water came from. And through that process, I did a lot of research on the internet And I read the book Cadillac Desert, which is when anyone gets into water, they've usually read that book. It is quite a page turner. And I had done some research for my article. And so I realized through my research that 
you know, the internet was kind of wide open and there really wasn't anybody pulling together these articles across the state. So I started doing this on a blog and I actually, you know, went around trying to talk water people into looking at it, which was kind of tough because back in those days, they thought, you know, a blog was nothing they wanted. That's like going to the other side of the tracks, you know? Right. Um, so anyways, I started my very first California water website back in 2007. Also around that time, my kids were young and I lived in Santa Clarita and grandma and grandpa lived in Reno, Nevada, which meant that I would take my kids to visit grandma and grandpa and we would drive up the 395 right next to the Los Angeles aqueduct. And I've been reading about Cadillac Desert and here's the LA aqueduct. And so I began taking pictures of all these various points on the aqueduct. And as I would drive up, we would take these little excursions, me and my two boys, and we would go visit pieces of infrastructure. Uh, they were like two and four. So, you know, they didn't really know. <laughs> it all seemed kind of cool to them. This was back in 2007 too. And back in those days, you didn't have Google Earth available in the car. And in a lot of areas, especially remote areas of the state, there wasn't even cell service. So what we would do is we would sit at home and use Google Earth to find out where we could see infrastructure on the landscape. And then we would write ourselves some very elaborate directions on how to get to those pieces of infrastructure. And so it was like the, our early form of geocaching that we played. And I dragged my husband and my two kids all over the state. They've been to the Delta. They've been to the California aqueduct, all sorts of farm fields in the Central Valley. We went to the Salton Sea. We went to all the way out to the Imperial Dam in Yuma. I, I dragged them across the Dry Owens Lake Bed twice. What was interesting is I took all those photos on all those excursions that we took and I turned them into some slideshows. I have one that follows the Los Angeles aqueduct from Mono Lake all the way down to the San Fernando Valley in pictures. And that was the very first one that I did. And one that I did shortly after that was following the water from Imperial Dam in Yuma, Arizona, across the farm fields of the Imperial Valley and into the Salton Sea. It's interesting. I always sort of found a little bit of similarity between the slideshows and the work I do in audio, because when you work in the studio in audio, you always need to know where the signal is. And there's a lot of it because you're, you know, you, you record all your musical instruments, usually on their own track. And we have 24 track and 24 channels and you're summing it and you're sending it here and you're sending it there. And when I was in school, there was another teacher there. He would always tell me that he wanted to build a water system to show how signal flow flows around the studio. 
And mm -hmm. I always thought that was really interesting because when I do these slideshows, I'm doing the same thing. I'm following the water. Where is the water? Where does it go? Now it's split. Now it's going there. Now it's going there. I always thought that the closest thing to that system that that instructor envisioned was in the Salton Sea because there's water that's going all over the place. Now there's one difference between audio and water, and that is you know, at the end of the chain of audio, you got an amplifier. <laughs> but right. There's no such thing to amplify water, but wouldn't it be great if you could, you know, would you like more water? Less water? <laughs> <laughs> Just turn Do you up not want to be in a drought, California? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just turn up the volume. <laughs> so Andy McKenzie, if you're listening, the Imperial Valley and the Salton Sea is your water system. So then you got into water. What made you decide to start Maven's Notebook? Was it just a transition from the blog over to an official website? Well, I started Maven's Notebook. I was sort of in between websites at the time. And I had this idea that I wanted to create like the whole picture for California water. I thought that there should be the news aggregation, but then I also wanted to start covering meetings and conferences and some of these other things that would never get covered. It was kind of hard. I tried to sell this idea to people and uh, most people would screw their face up and say, "My, why would anyone want to read that? You know, those meetings are boring. Why would anyone want to sit through them? And I had, you know, a number of people just tell me that sounds like really boring. Well, I'm not one, I guess, to take no for an answer. So, you know, I was sitting around one day and I thought, you know, why not? Why not give it a try? So I started Maven's Notebook. First meetings that I covered were for the Bay Delta Conservation Plan, which was a forerunner to the Delta Conveyance Plan, which is a very controversial plan to build a tunnel through the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta. And I covered those meetings because they were only really being covered by people who were tunnel opponents. And I'm not really for the tunnels or against the tunnels, but it just seemed to me if we were going to consider as a state spending, you know, $16 billion, then we ought to have some good information on that. So I started covering these public meetings and I would cover what the state said and then I'd cover all the public comments and I would post this on my blog. And it became very popular actually. And everyone seemed to be happy because they didn't mind that other people's opinions and things were presented that were presented or written up there as long as they saw their part in there too. And so it became, you know, quite popular and I branched out and I started doing other meetings and, and conferences as well. I think the nature of California water, it's very controversial, but there's something about the straightforward style that I have, which is basically, here's the room I was in, here's who was talking, here's what they said. It's not anything like how a journalist might write it, but it is very straightforward. And so when people want to know what happened in the meeting, they feel that they're getting the information straight ahead and unbiased. 
the other thought that I had when I started Maven's Notebook is that, you know, you can read a meeting faster than you can sit through a webcast. And so in a way, I realized the people that I saw myself serving were older people. This is when I started out, started Mavis Notebook, were mainly older people and busy people that didn't want to sit around and watch a whole meeting or watch a webinar, and they could read it a lot faster. So my goal is to provide a write-up that is as good as if you were sitting in that meeting or you watched that entire webinar. And I think that is reflected in the way that you write. One of the things that I've noticed is the way you write in this website when you're covering events or even just covering an act or some sort of legislation is it is very factual. It's comprehensive, but it's factual. It takes out the opinionated bits of journalism and seems to me like it ties so well that you sign off as Maven being like this neutral party. It really works. It really does work. And if there's anything opinionated in there, it is because someone said it. So it's in quotes and it's attributed to them. That's the other thing, because I make sure that if they're giving straight facts, I don't feel that has to be in quotes, but if there's anything that is implying in a judgment or an opinion, then those go in quotes and they are attributed to whoever was speaking at the time. And so readers know that's not me, that's them. And I've actually had people come to me and they're like, oh, I'm so mad he said that. I'm so glad you told me he said that. (laughs) (laughs) I remember one time, Someone in a state agency made some remarks down at Metropolitan Water District. Someone in the Delta was very offended by those comments. And she followed him around to every meeting for several months. And she'd get up there at public comment time and she would tell him over and over again, I'm so mad you said that. (laughs) (laughs) She dogged him for, I don't know, a couple months. So she finally decided he'd had, you know, he'd had enough, but it's kind of funny. Yeah. They know who to get mad at and it's not me. Right. (laughs) That's, That's the most important bit. Yes. You run this site by yourself, from my understanding. How are you funded? Maven's Notebook is a 501c3 nonprofit, as my husband would say. I have the non part of that nailed. (laughs) Maven's Notebook is totally supported by individual donations and organizational sponsorships. I really don't have any large block funding. So, you know, so I have to be responsive to my readers and my sponsors, hopefully to keep doing the good job that they'll keep contributing to my project. How did you decide that water is where you wanted to dedicate your time to? Does this sort of tie back into the Cadillac Desert? Well, the thing about water issues is that it's a real thinking person's problem. There are no cut and dry or easy answers. There's just a lot of trade-offs and a lot of things that you need to know about. It's a very complex topic, but that's what I like about it. It's kind of like a football game that never stops. What impact have you seen Maven's Notebook have on California water? Well, I think the people that thought it would be so boring have discovered that it actually isn't so boring. 
and you know, there was a time when we used to say in California, we never get anything done. Mm -hmm. I used to hear that all the time. You know, I don't hear that anymore. And I kind of like to think that's because I've been spotlighting a lot of these things that go on in these meetings. And I think that it wasn't that we were never getting anything done in waters that people just didn't know what was going on. You know, one of the things that I provide on Maven's notebook is a calendar of events and meetings and conferences all in one place. So, you know, you can look and see what relevant public meetings that there are going on that you might want to participate in before you would have had to know which agency and then how to go and find that calendar on their website. But my calendar brings all those things together. So that makes it easier to participate. It makes it easier to get educated on topics you don't know about. And there's a lot of things going on, especially in this pandemic. And a lot of them are free, free right. webinars. So you can get smarter for free, <laughs> <laughs> but you have to know where those things are. Right. And so I like to think my calendar and Maven's notebook kind of brings all those things together in one place. One of the things that I think you've done extremely well is, at least from my perspective, I'm for the most part aligned with the water sector in California. And I remember seeing an RFP with the phrase PFAS. And my entire technical team was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be really big. And I was so upset with myself for only having seen PFAS in an RFP. I was like, this is never going to happen again. I'm going to learn everything there is to know about water. And I was directed to your site. And it is such a valuable resource and such an interesting format and platform that you've created to sort of disperse this knowledge in a way that's really accessible. Because as marketing I'm not going to find out about a lot of this. A lot of our technical staff just assumes that everyone knows what they know. And at least for me, you've made California water extremely accessible. And I really want to commend you on that because it's a really special thing you've created here. Well, thank you. <laughs> I like it too. <laughs> I have great fun with it. I don't know why I, sh I shouldn't have so much fun, but I really do. I think part of the reason why I do have fun is I don't really have a horse in the race, as I would say. I don't have a cause that I am championing. I like to eat, so I like farmers. And <laughs> I like living in my house and having water coming out of my tap. And I can thank my water utility for that. Thank you. I like that. And I like rivers and I like water in the streams and I want to have fish in the streams. And that's all great. I think that most people in California water actually want the same thing. I think the mm -hmm. farmers want fish in the river and nice rivers, and they want the urbans to have their water. And, and I think the environmentalists like to eat too. So I don't think they necessarily want to see farming go away. They may say they'd like maybe less of it, but I don't think they want to kill farming in the right. Central Valley. And the urbans, well... <laughs> 
most of the general population it doesn't really think about these water issues. But if right. they did, I think they would say, hey, I like to eat and I want water in the rivers and I want fish. So I think we all sort of want the same thing. But what we can't ever agree on is how much each of those should have. Right. Uh, so the problem is not necessarily the what, it's the how. So would you say that's what drives you to keep doing this? Or why do you want to keep up with Maven's notebook? I feel that I do make a difference. And I think it is helping things out. I think it does mean sometimes that perhaps there were some government processes that might have been a little uh, flying more under the radar that don't fly so much under the radar anymore. Mm -hmm. But I think that's only appropriate. It's just a fascinating story to me, everything involved. And there's so much to learn. I turn around and, you know, there's even more things to learn about and so much going on. And I really do enjoy covering it all. <laughs> Can't imagine doing anything else. That's so fantastic. If our listeners want to learn more about you or Maven's Notebook, where shall I direct them? mavensnotebook.com. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Keelan. It was fun. All right, Marketeers. That's a wrap on this week's episode of the AEC Marketeer podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Chris Austin, and perhaps it inspired you to either find a website of a similar nature in what you do, or maybe create your own. As always, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would invite you to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. New episodes are released every Wednesday. Chat soon.